Hey there, welcome back to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey. And today we have a super fun, super exciting episode. We talk to Luna Vega about her e-commerce, about her Etsy selling journey, and about how two and a half years ago she started selling on Etsy. And she's done over a half a million dollars in sales. That's $500,000 in revenue. And her margins are amazing. She's doing it at around 50 to 60% profit margins. And guess what? She owns zero inventory. She doesn't have anything in her garage. She doesn't have warehouses. She doesn't do any of that. She does it all via print on demand. She's a hustler. She's amazing and super, super inspiring. We dive into so many details about how she actually has found her success, her mindset that she applies to her business and to her life. And I think it's going to inspire you. I know it inspired me. And it's going to help us all after we listen to this episode, it's going to make us better people and better at business. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee. And we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone in the world, no matter where they are, no matter what country they are. And we believe that if we do this, we can make the world better. We can help empower our families and we can empower our communities. This is the mission that we're after. And Everbee is the all-in-one business platform for Etsy sellers to grow their business. Okay. To find winning products, get more sales, grow their views, get more conversions. With Everbee, you'll be able to understand what people are searching for on Etsy. And then you can understand what people are buying on Etsy. And that will actually help you give the buyers, the shoppers, what they want. Okay. When you wonder where your listings are showing up in Etsy search results, that's what our listing rank tracker will do. It'll show you where your listings are showing up, which keywords are working for you, which ones are not. And if you want to monitor your trademarks to make sure you stay out of that Etsy suspension type of territory with accidental and trademark infringements, that's what our Everbee trademark monitor Will help you do lots more things in there too that i'm not even talking about not even listing all in order to help you grow your etsy business okay it's a platform you guys need to be using to grow your etsy shop so sign up for free everbee.io let's jump in to today's show luna what's up hey how's it going it's going great. Super happy to have you here. Very excited to talk about Etsy, talk about e-commerce, all that good stuff. Same. Thank you for having me. Totally. Um, for for those of you, for those of the listeners that haven't heard your name, don't know who you are, tell us. Who is Luna Vega? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, question. yeah, the big question. So I've been an Etsy sellers for about um, two year and a half now. And essentially, I've been doing print on demand and e-commerce for about three, four years. And I stumbled upon Etsy simply out of frustration with Facebook ads. So I'm currently, I'm a six-figure Etsy seller. Um, I'm really active on social media and share my insights with folks just because, and a lot of people have preconceived notion of what's possible and what's not possible, especially sort of like the bigger drop shippers and Shopify, they kind of snob Etsy. And I was definitely just as guilty. So I kind of want to bring light to what is possible with Etsy. And it's actually a very beginner friendly platform. I love that. That's awesome. There's so much to dive in there. First, first I want to dive into your e-commerce experience two and a half years ago. It wasn't Etsy only, right? It was, you started out doing something else. I started with Shopify and drop shipping and print on demand. 
And my first ex- my first print on demand experience was selling crypto t- uh, cryptocurrency T-shirts. Nice. And I did really well, but I was driving traffic through Facebook. Then my account got shut down because of crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was doing Google ads. Like, I mean, then I like built a community, I built a podcast. I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do um, from the books, right? And I mean, fast forward, even though I did make some revenue with that store, I really wasn't able to hit my goals. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, I think it's because I niched myself down early on and I did not test enough other variables. Um, and so that really limited me. Oh, interesting. So like the majority of a lot of advice out there is like niche, 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 of course, which is great advice, right? We all, we, nothing yeah. against that, but you feel like you kind of went there too early. You kind of niched yourself into a pigeonhole essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned through that experience is that people tend to niche down very early on when they don't even have enough data simply because they have a hint or because they have some idea Mm -hmm. that it might do well and they go all in and then they're not able to hit their revenue when in reality what you should do. And it's funny because a lot of drop shippers used to tell me that is like you have to have a general store. And once you have data as to what's working for you, then that's when you scale and perhaps niche down or whatever, based on what data you have, right? And what's actually bringing you sales. Is that something you would agree with, generally speaking, right now? For me, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, like everybody, I mean- yeah, everybody that's like a beginner or like works with me or is inside my community, they always ask like, oh, but is it okay to have different kind of products to do digital downloads and print on demand? And I'm like, absolutely. It doesn't matter, especially a platform like Etsy. Would you say like, that's a good idea. And then until you find your thing and then kind of like double down on the thing, on the thing that's working. Yes. Yes. Yes, Yeah. Makes sense. Just like generally for life. Right. It's like, uh, you, you don't want to just be like, banging your head on the wall if something's just simply not working just because someone says like oh you need to bang it more right and then eventually it will break like no you you bang it here bang it here bang it here and eventually like you find out which one is the better one to bang right or whatever terrible analogy by the way uh and then you just go deeper on that thing first so basically you go wide yeah you, you go deep. but it's it's interesting because it's kind of counterintuitive and it's actually what's not being taught out there because mm-hmm. even drop shippers they're like, oh, do research, focus on one product and the, and then go all in. But the problem with that is that you don't have enough data, right? So like sometimes you might be lucky and like, so what's the name of the girl who started like the eyelash, uh, Glam Medic? I forgot. She's based in LA. She's, she's a badass. And so she had a hinge as far as like having magnetic eyelashes, like they were a thing early on. And so I know she invested and created the product and all that, uh, which is amazing. But like, if it would have been me, I would have like drop shipped first to make sure that there was a need in the niche versus taking the financial risk of going all in. And then you're stuck with like inventory and all that, which is another reason I love print on demand, because it's essentially the ability for you to have access to like bunch of different products figure out what the market is into and then you can bring those ideas to life and do whatever after that right totally agree with this i mean it gives you the ability to test different products it gives you the ability to test different types of customers and also like this other piece 
a lot of times folks that sell on Etsy are first-time entrepreneurs. Yes. They've never sold yes. a lot of things to anybody. Yes. Like they don't even know what they like, what makes them feel good to sell. And I think that's like an interesting part because if we're truly in it for like the long game, five to 10 years, you should kind of be enjoying what you're selling kind of, right? Like you, yeah. you should obviously be obsessed with selling, serving your customer, but it's certainly a lot easier if you kind of know that, oh, I actually enjoy selling these types of digital downloads, right? Or these funny yeah. t-shirts or the family vacation shirts or something like that certainly helps, but you wouldn't know that without the data. And when you say data, I think you're meaning our internal data, right? Mixed with the sales data that actually comes. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, actual data, like actual sales. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm very like scientific about the whole thing now. It's funny. Um, Yeah, no, I mean like analytics, like are you, like what's your ROI? Like what, yeah, like looking at all that stuff. Cool. Let's go there for a second. So, um, or actually maybe let's go back to the story. So you, you were drop shipping Shopify, eventually kind of, we're just like, I'm going to try this Etsy thing. How did you get over to Etsy? Okay. So, so yeah, I was doing crypto t-shirts. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really working out. Mm-hmm. Then I met Eric from shine on at a conference in Barcelona, yeah. like a Probably. e-commerce affiliate marketing conference, uh, through mutual friends. And he was like, what about jewelry? And I was like, oh, interesting, because it has higher profit margins. But I mean, it took me a while to actually start getting into it. And when I first did, I actually had a first winner with a Father's Day item, uh, Shine On. And that was through doing ads with Shopify. I did Hmm. really well. But then like summer came and September came and I just couldn't replicate a, another winner. I was just like throwing money at Facebook, like $5 here, $5 there. And I was aggressively testing. I mean, I tested like 300 listings. So at that point comes like early October and I'm like, I'm just going to upload everything to Etsy. I don't know why. I just, I just decided that. And at first, obviously I had no idea what I was doing because I was coming in with the mindset of a Shopify, you know, drop shipper, print on demand person. And Etsy's a very different beast. Mm-hmm. So within 30 days, I was able to go from zero to 10K. Uh, but I mean, also it was Q4. So I got lucky, right? In that aspect. Uh, but I mean, obviously, really quickly, I realized, okay, this, like, I, I, I kind of started to understand how Etsy worked. And then I was just like, fine-tuning like essentially testing theories and I mean this was before there were that many softwares like um that we have now everybody didn't even exist then I don't believe yeah like this is before we had all this these research tools so a lot of my data was just by like looking at bestsellers reverse engineering like looking at stores looking at what people are reviewing and like super basic and just cracking it and I mean I went I went crazy. Like when I'm telling you, I went crazy. I uploaded a lot and, um, and yeah, the rest is history. And then like little by little, I, I had one aha moment after another, after another. And I realized like, cause I mean, that's the other thing I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and I realized that a lot of the content out there was misinformed. Um, and I mean, I hate to say this, like, sometimes the content is created simply to get views. Mm -hmm. So, so I realized like actually 
all that stuff doesn't matter. Like SEO, for instance, I mean, it does matter, but it's not as important. People make it out. Like I learned that the hard way. Doesn't weigh, doesn't the SEO weight is actually much less than we, I feel like is perceived right in the market. I think that's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Because if your list, if the foundation of your listing, if you're, if you don't have a solid listing, right, that is attractive to the buyer, you can have the best SEO in the world to drive traffic. They're not going to click on it. And Etsy's algorithm is actually more sophisticated than we give it credit. They know if something appeals to a customer, like it's just, it's going to get, I mean, because their, their intent is for you to get sales at the end of the day. Right. So majority of the time, it's just, it's just not good enough. And so you're spending all this time having the perfect SEO when in reality, you should be spending all that time having the perfect listing, what I like to call the irresistible listing. (laughs) Do you think before the irresistible listing, because I think that you would agree with this, that even if you have an irresistible listing, if you have a product that nobody actually wants, you have the best listing in the world too. You have the best images in the world, but if nobody's actually purchasing that product, then it's still not going to yeah. go anywhere, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by irresistible listing. Like it could be the product, it could be the idea. I mean, it could be anything. So if the point are, is, there's no to... demand for it. You can try to like put all the bells and whistles in the world. It's not going to do anything. Which, to be honest, with Shopify, you know, it's kind of the same idea. Except with Etsy, what I love is that you actually need, you can do that without spending a dime in advertising versus in Shopify, you do need to find a way to bring traffic to your store to understand what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, I think that's the whole premise of like ever be starting, right. Was to solve that kind of thing too. Cause I did, I was like guilty of that. I launched my product. I, I made products. I invented a product. I like spent thousands of dollars, like getting this thing made so much effort and then launched it no sales right and i still have inventory in the garage literally oh no and cool experience but like uh, i wasted like a year and a half two years of my like energy mental energy plus money on doing that thing whereas like if we just like researched ahead of time yeah i just learned how to like look at some numbers and actually just like sorted by revenue like oh this thing actually doesn't sell sell at all like there's no proof that then I would just say time, money, and I would actually made more money with that opportunity, right? Of just not spending so much energy on that thing over there. So I think you would agree like product research is probably, it helps kind of give us that data, that confidence of actually giving that, getting that perfect listing. Absolutely. And the thing is too, it's so funny because like we live in a world now where we have access to data, right? So it's really interesting how business is versus... I mean, right now I'm in Barcelona, right? So mm-hmm. I walk around the streets and I see like vendors in the street who have like different kind of businesses. And it's just very different to what we're like society's used to, you know, you're like, oh, let me open a restaurant here because there's just a lot of foot traffic, right. right? Like that was your insights back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but now literally we're so lucky to have all these tools that tell us exactly what people are searching for, what are people into? Like you can get that data from social media. Like there's just so many places to understand what works and what doesn't. So yeah, to to somebody who's just starting out, it can be overwhelming, but it's like, oh my God, like we have access to all these tools. So instead of like, you know, taking all these risks, which are not necessary, 
like financial risk, like why not put more time, like you said, doing research, understanding what works, what doesn't work and testing the ground before you like put any money into anything, right? Totally agree with this. For people that I, I get a little bit bummed out once, once in a while when I have brand new Etsy sellers come to our community or just email me directly, which is cool. And I love when they email me, but it's just like, sometimes they're like, I have no idea how to look at this data. You use yeah. Evergreen. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like? Well, I so when when we spoke uh and we met, I told you like I started playing with Everbee because like I was very heavy with E-rank for a while, but it's funny, mm -hmm. I'm using E-rank less and less. Um, and I told you what I love about your software than anything else, because like I use a lot of software, I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah, it. Should, is yeah. that <laughs> is that you actually show revenue of all the different items right? Of all the different products, of all the different ideas. So I love that because before you just had a hinge based on like how many sales or it's a bestseller, but you didn't have actual data. So I love that now I have data as to whether or not something's actually getting good amount of sales and whether or not it's even worth me going into it. So instead of wasting the energy, which I probably would have in the past of uploading something, you know, like now I can save that energy by doing the additional research and then I don't waste my time. I love that. That's awesome. Now thank you for that feedback too. And we're it's gonna continue to get more accurate too. Like I think it's it's always the thing. We're trying to improve it always. But um that's great feedback. You tell the audience too, tell the listeners, this isn't just like your opinions, by the way. Like you're actually been there and done that. And talk to us about like revenue. Kind of get us excited because we all love hearing like number of success stories. Like yeah. in the last two and a half years I Paul, made about like I'm at I'm at like 500 K. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And I mean, it's not even Q4 yet. Usually Q4, I mean, it's pretty easy to make 100K for Q4. So that's awesome. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Q4 is amazing. I mean, that, Mother's Day and Father's Day are just as good, but is that purely on Etsy? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's like legit revenue, top line revenue from Etsy. Yeah. For anyone listening to it's Luna's, you're mostly print print on demand, right? Through and through. Yeah, Luna's all print on demand. Yeah. Cool. So assuming profit margins on that, like 30%, 28 More, 20%. actually. Oh, us. <laughs> Excite us. Yeah, 60% with Shine On. It's Ooh, pretty yeah, amazing. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing that I love, you know, as somebody who's like been around the trenches, is like, I charge for shipping. You yeah. know, there's just like a lot of things that you... Like, so for, I mean, it's funny, a lot of, like when I started, I wasn't charging for shipping, but that was like, that's been like a big thing that I've changed yeah. simply because like print on demand suppliers, I mean, things have gone more expensive, you know? So I had to add shipping costs, you know, in order to make sure that I still had healthy margins. And, uh, and so, yeah, like I predominantly sell, um, I sell jewelry, I sell, um, I sell some t-shirts, but not a lot of volume. I sell metal art. Cool. I sell mugs. Uh, what else do I sell? Like tote bags as well. Um, so yeah, I have like a variety of stuff that I sell, but like my bread and butter has been shine on for and a while. Town is primarily jewelry. Um, and Eric. Who yeah. Actually I mean, now they have like journals as well. Like they have plagues. Cool. They, like they um updated their inventory but yeah like i mean i was like 
I, I definitely like started early with Shine On and Etsy. Love those guys. Yeah. And Eric's actually introduced me to you too. So shout out Eric. So uh, he's awesome. And the Shine On team is awesome. So that's that's really, really cool. Okay. 60% margin. Excellent. Crushed it. What's, yeah, what's kind of next for your Etsy shop? Do you feel like you'll just continue to ride Q4 and just continue kind of pumping it out? And then meanwhile, just like continuing to help obviously other Etsy sellers kind of do the same thing? hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, like it's always trying to like hit new goals and see how far I can take it. Um, and yeah, I've just been experimenting with like different products. I've been experimenting with like different ideas and just like seeing where it takes me. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny. Cause like, I kind of fell into content creation out of like a challenge with a friend. I have a really good friend. She's an affiliate marketer. And uh, we're like, oh, we really should get into this TikTok thing. And uh, we did it for 30 days and then we continued doing it. And that's when it was relatively easy to grow. And I ended up having such a blast doing it because like, I love having a print on demand store. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it gets a little lonely. You know, it's like you and your computer and like a couple VAs in the Philippines, you know, (laughs) like, So I don't know, there's something about having built a community and like doing this online. And I don't know, I think I've always been kind of like, a, yeah, I've always had this thing where I I like show business, you know, I used to have like a radio show when I was in college, like, yeah, so I think it's just like a nice natural fit, where it just like adds that component that I kind of missed when I was like, just me behind my computer, which some people love that. Like they're fine with just doing that. But for me, for whatever, I was like, I need something else. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's the cool thing about Etsy too, is a lot of my friends or or just users of Everbee and like they they email in or they have on the podcast sometimes. Sometimes Etsy isn't necessarily have to be the end all be all. It doesn't have to yeah, be. Like, yeah. It actually could be a nice, cool stepping stone to yeah. whatever the thing is. I think we, one of our guests recently, uh, they, it was, Etsy was the stepping stone to help them financially buy their first coffee shop, right? Which is actually their, their dream, right? It's so cool. That's awesome. And then Etsy can be this first stepping stone to like launching a YouTube channel, which just happens a lot, right? Yeah. You can share, share like about business and share about e-commerce or in your case, right? Like launching your, whatever you do next, right? Which is yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. Um, It's awesome. Okay. I think that's but- the thing. Like you bring such a valid point. Like that's the other reason why I started teaching Etsy. Right. Because I mean, I have experience with Shopify and everything else. It's just in my mind, I was like the most beginner friendly thing to start because Shopify, like drop shipping is not as easy as people make it out to be like, you need to know how to media buy. You need to know, like, make sure that your page are optimized for speed. You need to know how to like create a, I mean, a good landing page. You need to know um, SMS marketing, email marketing. I mean, the list goes on. So even though, yeah, having a good product helps, but like you do spend a lot of money testing and it's just not as easy as people make it out versus Etsy. Yes, you do need to put in the hours, right? I, like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like you can't just post like two, three listing and like, oh, the cells magically appear. Like, no, you need to actually put in the work and have good listings. But once you do, like you're not spending any money on traffic. Like Correct. it's literally a great platform to get started because like you are just like putting things out there and Etsy's giving you data. This is good. This is not. It's that simple. We drill in on that a little bit because a lot of times we have sellers or users 
they come to us and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm having this problem. I don't have any sales, I don't have any views, right? And they say, what do you think? And then somebody from our team or myself sometimes going to look at it. I'm like, okay, well, how many hours are you spending on this business? I'm just curious, right? And then they're like, uh, like three hours a week, you know? I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't know if that's enough, right? Uh, just just natural, just natural mental energy. It's just not enough to move like the the law of the universe, right? To to reward you for anything, and so it makes me want to ask you: Is how much hours do you, would you say if you a seller came to you with that question of like, hey, how much work is this going to take before it kind of gives me some sort of result? Generally speaking, like what do you, what would you say like hours per week? So that's such a good question, and it's hard to answer. I'll tell yeah. you why. Because different people come with different levels of experience and people also take in information differently, mm-hmm. right? Like I have people, brand new people inside my coaching who went from zero to 50 cells in three days. And I was in shock and I was like, do you have prior experience? No, I've never done Etsy in my life. I just watch your course and I got it. Mm-hmm. And then I have folks, you know, who unfortunately like, they're in my coaching program for six months and they're just getting like one or two cells and I'm just like pushing them, you know? And it's really interesting. The difference I've noticed is mindset. Mm-hmm. Mindset has such an important uh, aspect to it because, and and I was just as guilty. Um, it's easy to get frustrated when something doesn't work and get out of your own way versus kind of being more playful with it where it's like, I'm just gathering data. Like, it's fine. Like I'm just learning. And even though you're right, you have to like put in hours, you know, I also think the hours feel less uh, hard if you're easy on yourself and you're more confident about the outcome. Cause I think for me, what I've noticed is people who are, are not sure about their, their ability to crack it. They're usually the ones who aren't able to push through. Because it's almost like their mind is becoming their worst enemy. Because think about it. If you're sitting at a desk and you're like, oh, I suck. Oh, I can't crack it. It's almost like your brain is going to be like, okay, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I sound, I I hate to sound woo-woo because I just, I don't want to be that person, but it does, it does make a difference. (laughs) It does make a difference. And people don't talk about it enough. When they do talk about it, when I do talk about it, I feel a little bit like that too. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if like how I sounded there, but I truly do believe that. Like there's this quote, I think Henry Ford's quote is whether you believe you can or whether you think you can, or you think you can't either way, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. And I've lived my life by this and it's so far always been true. Like, yeah, I, I say I can't like, you're right. You can't, you know, but if you say you can, like you probably can, it's just a matter of time and effort and, and you know, doing the right things. And I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. I had moments in my life where I just couldn't crack it, but I had a negative mindset where I was like, why can't I crack it? And why everybody else can crack it? Like I was just like me versus them. And when I kind of let that go and I was just playing with it and I was just like, okay, all right. Like, this is interesting. Like having a more playful mindset, then it's when things really started to unravel for me. Interesting. And also, and also I humbled up because I had like, I had a big ego for a while simply because I worked in digital marketing. Like I, I mean, I've been in the industry for a while, you know, so I, I thought I knew it all, mm-hmm. but once I humbled up and I also realized that, um, mindset is so important and you can't take things 
so seriously, like in the sense that like, if you help your brain out in the sense of like, this is fun, I'm going to crack it. It's so interesting how your brain, you actually become more creative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Etsy's to actually you do have to be semi-creative, right? You have to look at what's working and you have to like know what to make out of it, right? I agree with that. Oh, I mean, yeah. One thing that's worked for for me a little bit too is if I remove the time pressure. Yes. Time pressure is great. I, I use it sometimes strategically in my own mind, but there's sometimes I have to just remove it. Like, just mean like, oh, there's no deadline, right? Mm -hmm. Like either way I'm going to live, either way I'm going to have this house, like this roof over my head, either way I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to starve. So like this artificial time pressure of like before the end of the year, sometimes that causes more damage than good. Sometimes it gets my button gear and we move, but sometimes it kind of is a, is a, is a fine line where it starts to kind of create anxiety, create unnecessary pressure where I actually make poor decisions and get down to myself. And I, I truly believe that if I think negatively, then it's going to reflect in my, in, a, in reality, right? It's going to, some sort of negativity is going to happen, whether it's to the business or to my health, to the family, whatever it is. So it's better to just feel good. It's better to just yeah. like, everything that makes me feel bad and just only show as much as I control things that feel, make me feel good and good things tend to happen. I know it sounds a little bit like, maybe like you said, woo woo, but no, but it's true. And even Alex Hormozis says that, like he said in an interview, whatever you think it's going to take, it's usually going to take you double. I like that. It's totally true. Double the time, double the effort. And I mean, I can attest to that. Same. I mean, for me, it went really it went well, really fast, but like be before the crypto t-shirt, you know, I had like multiple failures. I mean, I failed over and over and over again for years. So, I mean, that's why I went kind of fast after that. Right. But I agree. It's like, yeah. I always think this, I have this thing in my head too. When I speak to like my, my little brother, my nieces and nephews, and they're trying to start a business and stuff like that when they're super young. And I'm just like, it's going to be, it's going to be harder than you think, but it's also going to be easier than you think. And it's such a weird thing to say and it's such a weird thing to process, but it's so true in my life. It's like, it's harder when we're doing it. Like you're just like, damn, this is hard. But then it's like, after you've done it, you look back on it. You're like, that wasn't that hard. That was actually a little easier than like I thought, you know? And then you yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Oh, uh, but I think that I would probably leave with anybody listening to this is if they're kind of in that hard right now, or they're not getting any momentum, I would probably say like, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, don't stop. You won't fail. And it sounds so cl cliche, but it's so true. Just do not stop. Yeah, you have to push through. Talk to talk to that new Etsy seller right now, or maybe like they're six months in, they're just having no momentum. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love to give the analogy of like the six pack or like trying to get in shape. Because okay. I think like most, I mean- many of us have been there, right? Where you're like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. Oh, and gosh, it seems at the beginning, no matter what you do, like that six pack or whatever, like just doesn't want to come out. And then when you like, don't worry about it, you let it go. Like all of a sudden it comes out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And I feel like that's just life in general. So like, I would say if you're having a hard time, I would like first and foremost, write your whys, right? Like, why are you doing this? And every time you're having like a moment, either like go take a walk or whatever it is, and then get back to it. And you also need to have up like full confidence that it's going to work out. 
I would almost say do affirmations daily, like do affirmations that it's all going to work out for you. And I promise you it will. And you just have to push through. Yeah. I mean, if you're not getting results, it's two things. Usually one, I would say negative mindset is a big one. Two is you don't have a strategy in place. You're treating it like a hobby, which I get. But like at the same time, if you want to be better at something, you're better off doing it every day. So a half hour every day is better than doing it for three hours on a Sunday. Oh my gosh, that is so gold. I was just talking to my sister who's an Etsy seller too. And she was just saying that she recently has been, she has kids at home, two of them. And she has an Etsy shop and she has like 300, 400 sales. Uh, so she's doing well, but also like, struggling with time. And I said like, well, how much time are you spending on it? She's like, well, I used to like skip work or skip working on it because I'm like, just like, well, I'm only going to get a half hour, any half hour in anyway. So I may as well just like not do anything. Right. And we all, it's not obvious, but me and, you know, I think what we're saying is that half hour is so important to keep the ball rolling. And so she actually did this, not because of my advice, she just did it on her own. And she actually said that I'm just going to spend whatever time I have, even if it's 10 minutes doing something every single day. And sure enough, now she's like on track. She's like doing three sales a day and it's picking up. And it's like, awesome. that's an exact example of what Luna just said. I mean, that's, that's golden. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've noticed like on my own data from students, like the ones who are consistent and they're doing, they're uploading listings every day or they're doing something every day towards their stores they're the ones who like get there faster mm-hmm. versus and i i mean i get it life life gets in the way and i'm just i mean i'm just as guilty like now i have new problems right like to get to have focus with my etsy store like now i'm like my attention is needed in so many places that i'm having to learn to say no to things sure. um so we all have that problem in some shape or form, whether it's like family, um, you know, kids, husband, like work, whatever it is, but you have to like figure out, okay, I'm going to work on this. And, and, and the other thing is too, like, you can't, I hate to be that person to say that, but it's almost like sometimes you might have to put exercise on hold. Like, I mean, to be honest, I kind of did that when I started, like I wasn't exercising as much, you know, I mean. I mean, something had to give, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to tell people to be unhealthy, you know, but like, you can't do like that crazy CrossFit workout for an hour. If you're trying to have a business, like, I feel, I feel like that happens after once you have the momentum, I think what you're That's saying, my personal opinion, <laughs> I think it's, it's a hard thing to say, but also, and you know, it's kind of contrary, but it's like, it's, there's truth to it. Um, what you're, what we're saying here is you're saying, I believe is figure out your why, figure out what you want very clearly. Your priority, your priorities should be aligned with what you want. Mm-hmm. If you want a business, then that should be a priority, right? If you yeah. want a successful thriving business and the business of your dreams and location freedom, time freedom, right? Financial freedom, then like that has to be priority. If you're putting six pack over that priority, you'll probably have the six pack and you may have the other ones too, the business too, but it's not going to be as good as this. You know what I mean? So like you're basically what you're saying is stack priorities. If you have, if you have time for both, do both. But the point is like what you're saying, I believe what I'm taking out of this is there's a certain point where you go wide, then you go deep. And then eventually you become obsessed, become obsessed kind of with achieving that outcome, whatever that goal is. And if the outcome is the business, then you kind of have to be, Hey, everything's on hold until that thing 
is is taken care of. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, my personal perspective is that, yes, that's what needs to happen in order for you to crack, to crack the code. You need to start being obsessed with it. We're like, it's so, it's funny. I did doctor, like Dr. Dermartini, he's really well known and like the oh, I know that. Yeah. guru coaching space. And I had a friend who was like, you have to like once a year in January, he does like this, these masterminds where essentially it's like this huge list of like what you want your goals to be like in the next five, 10 years. And it's a gruesome exercise. Cause I mean, it's every aspect of your life and you actually never sit down and think about it. And what he said was so interesting. It really resonated with me because sometimes as a business owner, you're like, oh, I mean, for me personally, you know, like maybe I'm just not as good with keeping in touch with friends. Like, I mean, there's just certain things that I've had to give up, right? Like I haven't, I mean, that's just the reality of it. And obviously as you get, as you get more successful, like those, you reintroduce those things, right? But he said, every positive has a negative. And that really struck home with me, right? Mm -hmm. Because a business has definitely a positive effect, right? Like it, like for me, like the freedom to not have a, a boss, to be wherever I want to be, to take decisions. Like I love that freedom. Like I wouldn't trade it. And also the mental stimulation, I absolutely love it, right? But there are negatives to having a business. Yeah. Sometimes it can be really stressful. Sometimes like I end up being by myself a lot, you know, because like people are out on a Saturday night and I have found myself like working, you know? So like to me, that negative though, like is worth it. Right. Yeah. But like for some, it might not be just like having a family has a positive and a negative. So like everything in yeah. life has a positive and a negative. So like you have to like, I think it's easy for everybody. And I'm just as guilty. You know, I like kind of put business like on a beautiful. Um, like everybody should be an entrepreneur. Everybody should be a founder. Everybody should be an entrepreneur. Exactly. You know, and like as somebody who's done corporate America, like. I, I don't like corporate America for, for multiple reasons. Right. But like, if you don't have that drive and that, like, I want this no matter what, then maybe it's not for you, you know, like maybe, maybe you should like figure out your whys. Like, it sounds really rough to say that. Like, no, You know what? It's true. And it's probably you save people from going down the rabbit hole or going down this path of pain. Yeah. I, I feel well, like we, we went there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I mean, I can't say it better myself. I agree. Totally agree. Like people look at, you know, what, what we've done with our e-commerce businesses and then also everybody now, and they only see kind of the good stuff, right? The, co the cool community and all the users and, and all the products, but like underlying all this stuff is like me not sleeping at night and like conversations right. with my wife and I talking about like, Hey, like time yeah. plus like yeah, yeah, yeah. not sleeping and like all this other stuff, all the, the, the nasty stuff. Right. But, but reality for every business owner. Right. And but for me, the positives outweigh significantly. Exactly. Outweigh. So that's, that's exciting for me. Uh, when I was in corporate, like I felt anxiety when I had like, I was limited capped on my salary. I felt anxiety when I was, Hey, you got to show up to this meeting, you know, uh, and then you got to deliver this thing. Like I felt anxiety with that. Cause I wasn't in my purpose. Like same, same. Like, yeah. When I was, I always, yeah, I was, yeah, it was, ugh. <laughs> yeah like it's funny because like the anxiety I mean the stress that I have 
I've had from having a business to me is like a healthier stress because I feel my purpose versus when I was like working for someone else. I, yeah, I just had complete lack of purpose. Like I just, I just felt like lobotomized. Like that's like the best word I can use for how I felt. Everybody can Google. That's a really cushy salary. Like I could have continued doing that, but I was like, no way I can't. Totally (laughs) the same. Totally the same. Yeah. It's very interesting. And, um, I, I love that, like the transparency that you just kind of said is like, it's not for everybody being business yeah. owner. Yeah. But for the people that are watching this, it's probably for them. So if you're, yeah, absolutely. If you're, if, you're, if you're wondering right now, like if you're listening to this right now and you're wondering like, is this for me? Cause you're kind of struggling. You're banging your head on the wall. You're saying like, am I that person? You know? Cause that, that's, I remember thinking that it, it, am I that, am I actually cut out like by God's, you know, grace to like be an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, to have my own business. And, um, I'll share with you if you're listening to this is like the chances are if you're listening to this right now and if you listen to another one another one another one and you listen to content like this the chances are you probably are cut out for it you just need to figure out like what you want very clearly and then pursue those those ones with like undeniable force of will that's what i would say luna would you agree yeah absolutely and you just need to believe in yourself i know it's so hard especially when you like don't necessarily have experience you're like oh my god i feel overwhelmed but just know that the overwhelm it's going to start making sense like when you're starting out it's almost like a big puzzle and you're like one piece over here one piece over there how do i put it all together right. but being with through consistency it's all going to start making sense and yeah i don't know i mean i just feel like if you're wondering and you're like daydreaming about a life without a boss, chances are that this is for you, right? But you just need to like take a look in the mirror and be like, okay. And and also too, that's the other thing. It's gradual. I think maybe like I'm not doing a good job communicating that. Like you going from obsessed to like having a job and whatnot mm. takes time. It's like a gradual process. It, for yeah. me, it didn't happen overnight. Now, you know, that I think about it, like it was just something where I like started da- dabbling a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then I went all in. <laughs> so I'm so happy you said that. No one's ever said that actually. Um, and I felt that way too. I don't yeah. ever really describe it that way, but it is gradual. Like I yeah. wasn't back to me. Like I was, I was like pretty obsessed with like going corporate right out of like school. Cause I wanted to have like benefits and have like a, a solid career that I've never seen before in my family and did that and then I picked up like a book like rich dad poor dad and like started reading this stuff and I'm like hmm. you're like hmm. <laughs> uh, on my lunch breaks I'm reading it and this is before like remote this is like before all this stuff uh and then it was gradual like book after book and then podcast after podcast and pretty soon I'm like oh whoa I think I like that that's cool yeah. and then financial freedom comes up and you're like okay what else do I want location freedom and like time freedom and and what leads you to that? As soon as you understand what you want, it kind of like led you to e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Facilitates those wants. And then pretty soon it's like, oh, I want to like impact world. And then everybody kind of goes and then all this stuff. But it's, yeah, it's right. almost like you're priming your brain to that new journey that you're about to take on. And right. and some some of you guys watching this are maybe like already in that stage where you're obsessed with it. And some of you guys are just like starting to dabble, but like you have to be okay with the process. And, and also it's really interesting. Cause like I have folks like within my community 
who literally like watched watched like a few TikTok videos of mine and then they like they ended up like making like 30k last year in just like 30 days right and I mean I don't I don't necessarily because like they're they're just part of my community but like I don't know that much about them you know I just know from them being active and I don't know if they're like designer background or what their background is but like it can totally happen overnight it's just a matter of I think like the overnight is a thing that we like overestimate right we're like you don't know that person who's having overnight success. You don't know what their story was, right? Yeah, it's been two years and just now we're seeing the overnight and it's like- Exactly. It's- so like, I think a lot of times, like we just get caught up or even like that student of mine who went from zero to 50, like I know she's like dabbled with Airbnb in the past. Like I know she's done a few things, whatever, but like maybe she had taken some like marketing uh, lessons in the past. Like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Like a lot of times we get like caught up with that and it's almost like, why don't you let yourself write your own story, right? And just, I think it's hard, even for me, right? Like we always like like to compa- do the compare game. So like, I would say, don't compare yourself. Like totally. know that, like somebody being successful, take that as an indication that it is possible because I think a lot of times our brain thinks, oh, it's saturated or blah or this, right? So somebody being successful, like let it register is like, actually, no, if they did it, this is possible. Cause it's almost like you need to open the gate of the possibilities, but then don't get stuck on that and be like, oh, well, why am I not there yet? Because then you're just like going into a negative. Yeah, that's just going to be. And like sometimes asking the question of, hey, how long is it? How long will it take? Or like, that you're already setting yourself up for like, a, there's a, yeah. there's a deadline, you know? And yeah. it's like the answer is probably to your own answer to that question should be whatever it takes, however long it yeah. takes. Yeah. The more effort, the more commitment that I have, the more learnings that I have, the faster that I learn, it's just going to speed up that process, but there is no finish line. Like we're in the right. same for the long run. However long Consistent, it takes. I mean, at the end of the day, consistency pays off. Yeah. Consistency pays off. So like whatever that looks like for you, just when you're having a hard day, just remember that like every step you take and every listing you upload, you're one listing away from breaking through. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Cool. Um, I think it's like everything, no? <laughs> Absolutely agree. Where, where can everyone find you? Anna? Um, well, you guys can find me on social media, Miss Luna Vega across all social media platform. So YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I'm also on Pinterest. And then I also have a Facebook group community, which um, I'll send you guys a link, which you guys can join. It's called e-commerce boss with Luna Vega. <laughs> we will link to all those things in the description or the show notes, wherever you're watching this or listening to this. Um, Luna, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, so much value that you just gave to myself and also all to the community. So we appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, cool. See you next time.